0: What is up, Bolt fam? Um, We are back after long Thanksgiving. Um, We're here celebrating a victory Monday. Huge win yesterday over the Cardinals. Um, It's me, Miles. I'm joined here with my co-host, Colin. How we doing, man? How we feeling after yesterday and after Thanksgiving break?
1: Doing fantastic, my dude. Uh, I know we didn't record uh over thanksgiving so we didn't have a, a preview for the uh uh the cardinals but lots to lots to talk about lots to dive into all in all uh a, a fantastic result chargers getting a huge dub and uh can't wait to to dive into all of it but yeah it's uh life's good man
0: yeah sorry sorry about that to our listeners uh we kind of fumbled the bag we had every intention of recording a, a a pregame obviously like we do every week and I I honestly like I just I got busy with Thanksgiving stuff I'm sure you did and we just kind of forgot about it we were both back in our hometown and just kind of forgot to record but hey man I guess yeah. we're one to know when we don't record uh previews
1: so maybe we should just not do that anymore <laughs> Yeah know. I was definitely uh busy and and time just kind of got away from me and i also forgot my recording stuff so uh it just i, I don't know wasn't wasn't in the cards but um we'll we'll definitely talk a lot about the, the cardinals game and um you know just jump back into kind of the state of, of where the season's at now i know it we were just chatting before uh we started recording and i'm like man it's crazy crazy how much one win can really just alter the entire course of a season. Um, and I think that's – it's not, not only just the win itself, but it's how you won, which I think – and we can, we can get into that here in a bit as well. But I, I just think it's a, a huge momentum boost for this team that was really just hanging on the last couple of weeks. It felt like uh, had the opportunity to win – both those games on Sunday night football couldn't get it done. And it felt like this one was, was starting to get away from them. and being on Twitter throughout this game was a crazy experience (laughs) because of all the highs and lows, but ultimately uh, you know, I, I think fans are still frustrated with the overall performance of the team, but you know, again, you can factor, factor in a lot of things, call them excuses, call them, explanations, uh, injuries, um, really just injuries. I mean, honestly, this team has just been fucked by injuries, but, um, here they are at six and five and in the, in the middle of a playoff hunt that really favors them because strength of schedule left compared to, you know, the, the jets and the Patriots who are also hovering hovering around that seven seed, um, I mean, it, it's looking good for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, um, especially, you know, I, th- I think it's really just going forward. And we'll, we'll get more into the Cardinals game, obviously. But going forward, it's really just about winning the games against teams that we should beat. Winning games against teams that we have more talent win- with, against. Um, and I mean, that starts again next week with the Raiders. Obviously, it's fuck Raiders week now, officially um but yeah man just a massive win we had to have yesterday you know we look at a loss yesterday and our our playoffs chances look really slim you know it's looking like we would have to knock off both Tennessee and Miami our two toughest teams coming up still on our schedule um but you know we out of nowhere man we crawled back in it and I I even told I texted you yesterday I know my my Twitter fingers were going off yesterday in the game and after the game but I texted you yesterday said if we would have recorded a, a preview episode, I did not I something about this game, Kyler coming back, uh, Marquise Brown coming back. I, I honestly might have predicted might have predicted us to lose that game yesterday. Just I don't know, just something didn't feel great about it. But and in the start of the game, honestly, I was like, Yep, yeah, this is kind of unfortunately what I kind of was seeing coming and then out of the grips of defeat, Justin Herbert prevailed and I think that's really really a good talking point that we can start off with here is just man that last drive man let's I know we can we're going to talk about the whole game but that last drive was it whether it was you know the that uh second and 12 play to Keenan Allen to get the first whether it was the Austin Eckler reaching to the goal line or whether it was that absolutely beautiful play call on the two-point man just What'd you think, man? I mean, obviously only good things to say about that last drive, but wow, that was just Justin Herbert, twelve game winning drives now in his career <clears throat> for our social media <clears throat> quarterback. but um, yeah, man, what'd you think of that of that last drive of that last series of downs?
1: well I, I can definitely tell you that my thoughts during the drive definitely were not that positive. And and that was mainly because my main question that I had was, is this offensive line gonna gonna hold up for for one more drive, one more play? Uh, you know, I, it was just really rocky there um, throughout much of the game, really. But obviously, you know, in the second half, <clears throat> losing uh, Corey Lindsley and you know Trey Pipkins battled and came back in and you know went out again and and really just had a a heroic effort to to even be out on the field and um to give this this offense a chance but yeah i my my main feeling was oh shit is this offensive line gonna hold up and, and give justin enough time to to be able to, to try to march down the field. I mean, we saw what happened last week, and it just completely kind of went to shit on that last drive and um, it never really, you know, got going, got off the ground. So, uh, you know, once I got a couple first downs and I could clearly see that they were, they were in a rhythm and, and marching um, and then to to get it all the way down into, you know, really the the one, two-yard line, um, you know, with 18 seconds left and <clears throat> burning that last time out, uh, I honestly was like, all right, how are they going to mess this up? Like, how, how are they going to find a way to like, make this just the craziest ending that we've seen all season. And honestly, at first glance, I did not think Eckler got in. And so when they called it, I just had, like, all these flashbacks of times where we had scored, but then they had, like, reviewed it and then, like, overturned it, and then we can't get in the end zone or we fumbled the fucking ball or just some crazy Chargers finish. Um, So at first glance, I was like, fuck, they're going to overturn this. Like, I don't know if he got in. It was was really close. Um, But then seeing the the replay – it was like just enough like it convinced me just enough i was like okay yeah i think we're good and it obviously stood um and then the biggest moment of the game the two-point conversion i was honestly like my asshole fell through my body that's how nervous (laughs) i was um i don't think that's possible but
0: it's all right
1: yeah it Uh, dude I this the feeling I had in my gut was just like terrible like anxiety like oh fuck like this is it but it was I I think in time I never questioned the call itself um you know as soon as I the broadcast panned to the sideline and, and Staley put up his his two uh I was like fuck it yeah like I don't think this offensive line can hold up in overtime and Fucking a! Let's uh, knowing, our, knowing our luck. Like they'll get the ball to start and uh, whatever, just going and driving. Our defense might not hold up. I don't know. I just way too many uh, questions and con- concerns for me to even want to go into overtime, especially on the road. So I, I never questioned it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's just get this done with. Like if we make it, fuck yeah, you know, good good shit. You know, if we don't fuck it. At least we don't want to sit through a fucking another 10 minutes of chaos and ultimately get hit with the same fate. So I was, I was okay with it. I was down with it. And then, um, obviously as soon as they snap the ball, um, uh, seeing the separation, uh, I, I knew it was going to Everett and I mean, yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful play call, which, um, that, you know, didn't think that was, uh, not possible, but, in that moment I was, you know, expecting Lombardi to call something crazy as well. So um it it worked out. It worked out. Um you can't be mad. Six and five in the playoff hunt. Yeah, man. I, I
0: that's a good point. I just I couldn't take another overtime game. Like it, it I honestly had kinda given up hope on the game last night after I think it was, well, when the, first, when the pick happened that Zayvon Collins ended up dropping, I was like, well, now now we're fucked. And then the next drive, they send that yep. blitz with Isaiah Simmons untouched up the middle and Herbert got sacked and made a punt again. And I was like, well, now we're fucked again. And sure enough, I mean, we could talk as much shit about this defense all we want, but to give Justin Herbert three opportunities to win that game and him finally being able to do it at the end of the game was really just ended up being enough. Uh, to get it done and I, I remember after the touchdown my dad we were watching at a bar in our hometown I was back for Thanksgiving um and he looked at me he was like if you score here you got to go for two and he he's a, he's a guy that's like you always take your points like he's not one that's for risky decisions and I looked at him I was like dad Brandon Staley lost his balls in the off season." I was like he's not gonna go for two like he's we're gonna play for overtime sure enough uh Went for two, beautifully drawn up play by Joe Lombardi. Just a little clear out. Just a little stick concept. Had the had to clear out, go out to the flat. And then just Everett on that little Texas route. Just bread and butter. Just absolutely beautiful play call. Um and man, maybe, maybe, just maybe that that play call right there could have been the play call it gives. This team some momentum going forward gives Brandon Staley some momentum going forward that might influence some decisions hopefully in the, in these next few weeks. You know we've seen a very conservative side of him so far this year, which is something that I never thought I would say, but it definitely has been the case so far this season. But just the fact that he was like, "Fuck this, we're not going to overtime. We're giving up five yards a rush right now. They're just they're gonna." run it right down our throats if they get the ball first that game would have been decided on a coin toss honestly and just a gall to be out there on the road and go for two in that situation just really damn it you just love to see it man that was that was awesome
1: yeah it it was shades of thursday night at arrowhead um and man it, it, it always makes for a really exciting finish and it's like all right yeah it's it's make it or or go home essentially. Um so yeah, crazy finish. Uh let's jump into into the game. I know we didn't have a chance to to preview it um this week, but off I mean, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Uh, game balls. If if you're handing out, you know, game balls, how many are you handing out and, and who are they going to? I'd
0: say 3 is a good number here. I mean, your first one, how do you not go Justin Herbert? I mean, look what he did. Like I said, since coming into the league, tied with Patrick Mahomes for the most game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. Um, Him and Mahomes both have the same number through, I guess, well, Mahomes didn't play his first year, so through three seasons now with 12 <clears throat> of them, which I thought was just an absolutely crazy stat because it feels like week in and week out, Patrick Mahomes is leading game-winning drives, but... That just really plays into who Justin Herbert is as a player. But, you know, just get, just for him to just get that done, I think is just, especially after seeing the last two primetime games, getting the ball against San Fran, ending it with a pick, getting the ball at the end of the Chiefs game, ending it with a pick. Just to finally see him get it done was really, was really special and was definitely something that this team and a lot of the haters out there. Needed to see, especially that one person on Twitter who shall rename, remain nameless. He's the new Jerry Tillery of this podcast now. But um, yeah, that, that's got to be your first game ball. Uh, second game ball, you got to go to Derwin James, I think. Forced two turnovers yesterday. Um, You know, had that pick on fourth and one. I mean, yeah, if you look back at it, you know, he could have just tipped it down and we could have got better field position out of it. But still just making a play on the ball. Um, Kyler even said after the game that schematically that they were just fucked on that play. I mean, Aloe Gilman made an insane play on that to take away the flat, which is where they were going to go to the tight end. And basically he just had to throw up a prayer to DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best to ever do it. And Derwin was there to make the play. So got to give him that. And then obviously he had that strip on James Connor. And then I think for my final game ball, gee, that's tough. I think final game ball. This is gonna pay me to say, but it's literally for only one play. I'm gonna give it to Joe Lombardi for that last play call. Just Okay. Just the great not not for the rest of the game. Just for that one play though, which ended up being the deciding factor. Him, I'll give it it's split between him and Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley the fact that he said, Fuck it, let's let's win this thing, and Joe Lombardi for dialing up that play. I'm gonna give them i s I'm gonna give them point five of a game ball for one total game ball. And yeah, just, just to get it done in crunch time like that was just awesome to see.
1: Yeah, no, I love it, man. Uh yeah, I did not see that, that one coming. Game ball, Joe Lombardi. Yeah, it was a beautifully drawn up drawn up play. And look, as as harsh as we've been on him this, this season and as much heat as he's kind of drawn to himself, you know, I, I think he has good plays in his playbook. Um you know, we all we've all seen him and you know it has to all kind of come together, um, you know, in one go for for these plays to happen. And you know, I think the inconsistency. I know for me, I've said it before that the, the inconsist, inconsistency is what has frustrated me the most about his offense um and the way he calls games. But um, when you got to have it, when you know, season's not necessarily on the line but it kind of is um you know he he delivered so yeah shout out shout out to him he definitely you know saved his best for last yeah man just gutsy
0: all around just a gutsy gritty win on the road in arizona shout out to the chargers fans there was a lot of chargers fans there in arizona so shout out you guys that made the trip I know that was on my short list of games I wanted to go to. Would have been an easy flight out. Went to had a missed class, but that's all right. But if you had a if you were to add on any three of those game balls, who else would you give one to?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I would. I'm gonna go. Austin Eckler game ball, eleven receptions, sixty yards, a touchdown, and just. I mean, he, he has been the one consistent, constant force on this offense, Uh, he's been a really a security blanket for Justin Herbert the entire season, especially with his ribs and the lack of of weapons elsewhere due to injury. And, you know, look, it wasn't his prettiest game, but, you know, he he got the job done. Um, You know, he he still made plays when it mattered. Uh, His yards after catchability, I mean, really – that, that last play uh, right before the the touchdown that you know he fought to get to I think the one or two yard line um, he almost got in like it just goes to show yeah. you how much fight he he always brings and uh, I love watching the guy I, I still believe if we picked 20 of our closest friends and surrounded him in a room or not even a room but like just an open field. Um, uh, we would not be able to bring him down. Probably, I mean, we, we probably could, but it would take us like a good hour. It'd take us a bit, yeah. But uh just a freak of nature, man. So game ball to Austin Eckler. Next game ball. I'm gonna go DeAndre Carter. Seven receptions, seventy-three yards. Obviously had the the highlight touchdown play right before the half. Um And again, you know, he, he's had some games where he's kind of been non-existent this year, but he's also, also put together a few, um, really nice games. And, and to, or yesterday was one of them with, uh, you know, averaging a little over 10 yards per catch. So, uh, a little bit more of a, you know, he, he's kind of emerged as one of those guys that Herbert can trust throwing down the field a little bit. Uh, we saw the, the, the deep ball touchdown against uh, San Francisco on Sunday night football. Um, so we know he's got speed and, you know, he's he's starting to really kind of build some chemistry with Herbert, which is nice. Um, so I got, I'm going to give him one as well because he, he provided a lot of value um, for that offense yesterday. And then for a third game ball, I'm going to give one to a guy who actually got a game ball. And that is Michael Davis, and what a crazy season he has had! From basically being benched, and you know having his starting status taken away from him, to getting thrusted back into the starting lineup with some injuries, um, he he's dude. This guy, uh, his his NFL career is crazy just to to look back on, like. Uh, undrafted out of BYU, tall, lanky, um, but fast kid and look, just grinds, makes the most out of it, makes a roster, um, you know, gets a contract extension and look, he, he's been a constant on this defense now for, was it five years, five, six years, um, yeah. I think is he the the longest tenured player on defense now? On defense,
0: uh, Joey. But oh, Joey, yeah, you're right. That's actually Joey. playing. That's actually ha- active right now. It would have to be him or. See now, Tranquil wouldn't beat him out. No, Derwin wouldn't. Derwin wouldn't. Yeah, Joey would
1: have to be one, and then Vato would have to be two. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, he and he's a guy that's been through different regimes here, different, uh you know, culture changes. So, like, uh, just – I want to give him some love because he's also a guy that, you know, before the season we were potentially talking about cutting him after this year uh, just due to his contract and, you know, having J.C. Jackson back. But, you know, that's something to keep in mind now too is, um, you know, the – do you hang on to him? I, I would say yes. I mean, based off how he's played this year um, you know, and if JC Jackson might not be ready for week one, you know, that's definitely a a guy you'd want on your, on your depth chart. So um, shout out Michael Davis. He's going to get my, my third game ball. Yeah, no,
0: I, I love that pick. I wanted to go Michael Davis as well for me, but If I went Derwin, Justin, and Michael Davis, that is literally the exact three that Brandon Staley gave out. So, I mean, that's pretty much just addressing the guys that really, really deserve it, obviously. But yeah, Michael Davis really, you know, we saw, especially just, he could get a game ball for the whole year, just, you know, it's progressions that he's been through. JC Jackson got benched at halftime during that Denver game. uh, Michael Davis came in, was a big reason why we ended up winning that game, and now, now he's a every down starter with the with JC being out for the year. So, yeah, shout out Jay or shout out Michael Davis, excuse me, but that's a good one. Uh definitely had his hands full yesterday and I mean, that defense for 3 quarters was abysmal yesterday to say the least, but like I mentioned before, it seems like it's kind of the story of the year in these close games. They get the stops when they need to get the stops, you know, they doesn't matter how many yards they give up in the first half if they if they can close the door in that second half when they need to, it seems like that's just kind of been the story of the defense this year in those close
1: games that we've won yeah. so. and they had it. I mean, like the defense, as as much as like you said, they've given up and and yardage over the last couple weeks. Uh, they've found a way to really stay in games and, and keep games closed by their, their red zone defense. I th- think it was like it was top 10 coming into uh, this week. I think it was number eight, um, which is actually funny because they had two red zone touchdowns that they gave up yesterday. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, you could look at it the other way where if they, they they hold those to field goals or at least one of them to field goal. Um, you know, it's, it's a different ball game and it's not, uh, maybe a, a, a photo finish and maybe a little easier path to victory, but, um, yeah, you know, what they were able to do on this last couple of drives really, you know, set the foundation for Justin Herbert to even have a chance. So, um, huge, huge fourth quarter defense down the stretch, um, you know, definitely, definitely played a factor in, in winning this game and, and completing this comeback. So, um, shout out to them.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, they did the shit that was needed to to get the job done. So, big shout out to the defense um, in the fourth quarter. But, man, I think, you know, we've touched on some positives. Um, that defense is still, for the majority, it's just not. It's not getting it done right now. Outside of like, well, like we just mentioned, outside of when they really need to get stops, they get them. But dude, one hundred and twenty-eight yards to James Conner is abysmal, and I know that you know you can blame you can blame the loss of Christian Covington and Otito Bonia and all the other defensive linemen we've lost this year, but something's got to change. Josh Jacobs very well could go for two hundred and fifty on us next weekend, so. What are your, what are kind of your thoughts on the defense, especially the run defense going forward?
1: No, it's a great, great question. Um, I, I think it's, it's going to be this bad for the rest of the year. Like, it's just, I think it's going to be a crutch that they're going to have to live with, um, because of all those injuries you just mentioned, like they are decimated at the interior D line, um, like it's it's pretty bad now, but it could get even worse, and that would mean someone else going down. Um, God forbid, you know, uh, Braden Fajoco goes out, or we lose Gasiano, or any of those guys. Now, um, SJD or yeah, yeah, SJD. I mean, he's he's been the anchor really um, for them, and yeah, it. <sighs> It, I think it's going to be just as bad. Like I think they're going to have to find a way to to cope and and win games with have, but like with giving up lots of yards. And that's that's going to be getting off the field on third downs. It's going to be holding them to, to field goals and not touchdowns, and just let, giving this offense chances to to put up points um, and and put you in a in a position to win. So uh it's going to be pretty much like bend don't break mentality i think for the for the rest of the season until i mean they get and i, I don't think any of those guys on the interior d-line that are hurt i mean i think they're all like season ending yeah i i know otito
0: and um Covington are and I I believe Austin Johnson's
1: yeah. as well so so yeah, it's not like Joey were, and, and Joey Joey doesn't definitely have a, a run presence you know anytime you're that caliber of a player you're going to be good at, at the run and in, in the pass but yeah so that'll help to a, a little degree but uh yeah it's it's just there's no immediate path to getting better at that position um at least you know really until the end of the season um it's why and we we can talk about this now or we can we can continue to talk about it but i do see a a playoff appearance uh for this team but I, i don't know if i see a run for this team um once they get in, because of how thin they are and uh, on this defensive line, and just really overall, I mean, they can get some guys back, but a lot of the injuries, are, you know, are season-ending. Um, you know, I think one injury, obviously, that would play a huge, uh, you know, difference maker in the in the season would be getting Rashawn Slater back going into the postseason, because that might mean you can move Sawyer over to the right side um, and just have some more flexibility there. But, yeah, not being able to stop the run going forward is going to be a real issue for this team. And, it's look, they play some teams where they'll be able to to kind of manage it and and still get some wins, and that's why I think – the playoffs are still in the picture because I still see ten wins on, on the table um just based off the the strength of schedule. But past that, once you get into the playoffs, it's gonna be really, really tough to uh to give up that amount of yard. It's yard, wow, I can't talk that amount of yardage on the ground um and expect to win.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um
1: kind of piggybacking
0: off of joey i i honestly think joey i don't see it like a day and night difference in this run defense but i i think that joey will play a massive role in this run d like you look at a lot of the gash runs that they've give up have gone right towards kyle van noy and you know we didn't bring kyle van noy in here to be an every down defensive end you know we brought him in here to be kind of like a a swiss army knife of guys that we could kind of move around a little bit and do a bunch of different things but once joey goes out then you know just not that calvin is a bad player he, he he does what he can but you know at this stage in his career he's just he's a veteran that probably just shouldn't be playing every single down especially when you have that one singular guy holding down one side of the defensive line so i, I think that joey definitely can come in and make an impact um, sounds like he's still going to be a few weeks away though sounds like maybe Miami game Tennessee game um, we could see him back out there uh, he's been in the facility been practicing now so that's obviously a good sign but doesn't sound like he's really close to coming back to practice quite yet but yeah I, I don't know I I'm not too worried about what it would look like if we got into the playoffs right now I'm more just worried about giving us that chance you know I want to I want to shut up the uh, Justin Herbert hasn't made a playoff appearance, critics. I want to – I really just I really just want a chance to get in. I just want – you know, if we go on the road, let's say we're on the road in, like, Baltimore or something. Um, Well, no, because I guess we would be a seven seed. So we'll probably be on the road in Kansas City or uh, – no, not a Kansas City gets a bye. All right, let's say, like, on the road in, like, Tennessee or Buffalo – You know, those are teams that at times this season have been vulnerable. You know, if we catch them on a bad day, anything's possible. And I think this, especially this season in the NFL, we just saw the Jaguars beat the Ravens yesterday. We saw what have been some other massive upsets. We saw the, we saw the commanders beat the Eagles. Like anything really is possible. It's just about getting in, getting that chance. Like you mentioned, if Rashawn Slater, which sounded like there was a possibility of him coming back for the playoffs, uh, if, if we could get him back, that would be massive. Uh, it's it's just all about it's all about getting a chance right now and we just really need our our run d to be you know bend don't break you know if we, we can give up 200 we can give up 200 yards a game um, but if we're if they're not scoring points or if we're holding them to field goals if our red zone defense holds up and if our offense itself can get points on the board you know that's that's going to be the real difference maker going forward so Every team has its flaws, and ours is a massive flaw that has needed to be fixed for years. Um, which is kind of why I sent out a tweet yesterday in the middle of the game when things were looking down that I kind of tweeted, uh, "I think it's time to end the Brandon Staley experiment." And you know, as as bad as injuries have plagued us this year, you know, we brought him in to be this defensive specialist, and so far we've seen the 28th and 27th ranked defense in the league and uh, probably a little bit of regression from Justin Herbert, which when you have a superstar caliber quarterback, that's not what you want to see out of his third year. Um, You know, I just, I don't think like we, we mentioned a million times before. I don't think that this staff is going to be the ones that get the most out of Justin Herbert, regardless if we get a playoff spot or not. I I, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it at this point in time.
1: Yeah. It's, I'm really glad you brought that up because it's definitely something I want, I wanted to talk about. Um, It was a common theme, you know, on Twitter throughout the game yesterday. Um, And it's, it it was an eye opener for me because it made me realize for the first time that it very well could be over for, for the staff after the, after this season, Um, just from a fan base standpoint, you know, I think, I even saw some stuff floating around. I think Mina Kimes tweeted like Brandon Staley back question mark exclamation point um, with all this stuff, and uh, you know, lots of fans in that in that thread that were like, "No, you know, I think you know we're, we've we've still seen enough. Like we've seen what we've need needed to see. Um, you know, at this point, he has." Let's see, close to thirty games under his belt as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a decent amount of the decent sample size to go off of, um, especially in today's NFL. Um, and he is what he is, and he's 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 a a little bit better than five hundred. Like he finished the season nine and eight last year. Um, he's six and five, so. He's – look, I know injuries played a huge part in, in kind of the, the limitation of this team this season, but, um, you know, I, I just think it was interesting, really him coming in, um, you know, basing his defense off a defense that had Aaron Donald as the nose tackle. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I, I guess, you know – Coming in him, him wanting to run a, a three four defense, or no, excuse me, a four three defense. Um, I was just always skeptical of, especially his style of four three defense. Um, it just doesn't seem like it, it. It would ever be that good against the run, if that makes sense. Like, you know, his whole thing with you know not not valuing linebackers and and putting more defensive. Uh, backs on the field, um, having less guys up front. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem like a winning success for stopping the run, but I don't know. How How do you feel about that? Because I, I, I'm i not the, the X's and nose guy, so I don't know exactly if that matters or makes a difference, but it just seems like with the personnel, I mean, look, even when this, this line is healthy with the uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, bosa and and mac um i think they would be middle of the pack run defense i still don't think they would be like a top five or ten unit if that makes sense yeah no that's
0: that's a great point and it it, again like it, it goes it goes all the way back to you know you can use you can use injuries as an excuse all you want but you know a few a few players aren't going to make a difference between a bottom five unit and a top five unit in this league and it's definitely raised the questions like you mentioned it really raised the questions about well when he was in LA well he's still in LA but when he was with the Rams you know he's got probably the best defensive tackle to ever play football along with uh maybe probably going to finish his career as a top 10 cornerback in Jalen Ramsey there with the Rams so you know, it really just raises the question. He brought people in to run his scheme in the off season. You know, there's been injuries, there's been players banged up, but there hasn't been improvement. There was not improvement last year. There hasn't been improvement this year. Like we, we, yeah, it's all result based, and the results have not been there. I, I think I'm, I'm about ready to pull the plug on the Brandon Staley experiment. Look where, look at where this team would be without a guy like justin herbert in this locker room look we don't lose yeah. we lose that game by in double digits yesterday without justin herbert he got bailed out look, yesterday because of justin herbert like yeah like we we've said it forever the these guys this coaching staff is not going to be the one to get the most potential out of our young star quarterback
1: I, I will say this i i have no idea how long the experiment goes on for uh i'm i have no idea honestly if he'll get fired this season I, like it, again we have a lot of football left to play but even if even if we make the playoffs like that's where i kind of feel like i've i feel like i've the boiling point is kind of already happened where i think the writing is kind of on the wall as yeah maybe this staff isn't it as far as getting the most out of this team but i do i wouldn't put it past the Chargers, to say, hey, you know what? Brandon didn't go our way this year. Uh, we got in, though, so that's that's a success, right? Um, and you had injuries, and you had all this adversity that you had to overcome. You know, we got your back. Like, go get them next year. And, and giving them, you know, an extra year to really kind of make the decision for them. I don't know if they'd have the balls um or the brass to just can him, especially if he can if he gets into the playoffs with all the injuries, that, that's gonna be a tough sell, I think. I mean, from a fan standpoint, um, I still want it to happen. Uh I, I think majority of the fan base is finally there. And I think that I mean that was evident from at least my charger, Twitter. I don't know if my algorithm's different than than others, but uh, most of it was was calling for his job, um, and even even a win yesterday, um, not doing enough to to really make people go back on those claims. I feel like you know it's still still pretty evident.
0: Yeah i I like the points that you made because I was about to bring it up. I honestly, if we if we get a, if we get in this year in that seven seed, I, I think that Staley's job is saved for another year. And then I think, and then I think it's about going into the off season, it's about evaluation, you know, well, what can we do? Uh, do does he have the nuts to get rid of Joe Lombardi? Does
1: he, yeah. what, sucks, he though, and like, what sucks though? What sucks in the grand scheme of things is in, in five years, if, we look back on this year and being like, fuck, dude, if the Chargers just would have had some balls and gone out and gotten Sean Payton, because let's say you do give him the benefit of the doubt and you give him you know, the the nice guy approach and say, hey, man, good for you for making it in with all the shit you had going on. But then you just ultimately end up firing him a year later and you miss out on a for-sure coach in Sean Payton because – like the the coaching cycle isn't always the greatest every year. Like there's there's you know years where the market is is better, and there's years where it's it's not so great, and you're taking a chance on a guy like Brandon Staley. So just throwing that out there too. I know that's probably not the funnest thing to, to think about, but no, no, yeah, I know, I know, and maybe
0: maybe it's too early for us to be having these conversations but I think it's it's eminent within a lot of Chargers fans right now that something's not working and that there probably needs to be changes made and you know there's a lot of football left to be played and I guess maybe in a few weeks from now we'll be looking back at this having a playoff berth and thinking well you know what first half of the season was rocky but we really turned it around you know coaching staff has done their job well to finish the year and Maybe we won't be coming at his throat, but right now, if if changes aren't made, I I think it's time to pull the plug on the Brandon Staley experiment, and I get, think get an off get an offensive minded coach that can develop our young quarterback into the superstar that we all know he is.
1: So glad you just said that because at this point, I was literally just gonna say there is probably only one one thing left Brandon Staley could do to get me one hundred percent back on his side getting my pom-poms back out for Staley, like, heck yes, love him. He's Ted Lasso, the same energy everyone had, like, after his, like, first four mm-hmm. games as a coach, uh, is to go out in the offseason, end the experiment with Joe Lombardi. He's your buddy. I get it. You guys can still be friends, but he doesn't have to work for you. And go out and get a top-regarded uh, offensive mind, um, you know, like, can we make a splash hiring at coordinator? Is that ever possible? Like, can we Let's get, get that Hamilton back, dude? I don't know. Yes. Why? Or can we get like some uh offense? Can we poach some offense coordinator from another team? You know, um, or, or just, I don't know. It, it's, it has to change. And, and I would love a young, uh, sharp minded, offensive mind Um. To to like, you know, basically like if, even if we only have him for a couple of years, you know, and then he gets groomed and and gets a head coaching job somewhere, like it would just be great to to have that in, in the building. And um you know, I, I've seen enough of Joe Lombardi led offenses. So um yeah, if he goes out and, and does that, uh I'm 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 all in, baby. I'm back in. But if he doesn't, then I've I've pretty much seen enough.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you hundred percent on that. Um just coaching staff's just not getting it done right now. I think we can all agree on that, but there's football left to be played. Who knows what we'll see in the coming weeks, and I just say we should go from there. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Then like looking at the schedule. Uh man, I, I see ten wins and I, I think I, if i sit here and, and really pump myself up for a minute i can probably talk myself into 11 but uh for sure 10 for sure 10 and um that would even be that would even be possible still be possible if they lose the dolphins and the titans game so things are looking good man um they gotta take care of business this week obviously that's where it starts uh rivalry game it's Raider week Uh, we'll have a Raiders preview out on Friday morning um, so we will not miss the preview this week but excited excited to jump into that matchup man because this is this is the team that really just gets my blood boiling there aren't a lot of them but this Mm -hmm. is definitely one of them
0: you know if one team Wants to put us six feet under, wants to put our playoff chances six feet under, it's those guys. So, yeah. It's a massive, massive game. And, patience this weekend.
1: I know no one's thinking about it because it's a fucking long shot, but they're technically still in the hunt. And I know these dumbass fucking Raider fans on Twitter are scheming into how they can get into the fucking playoffs still. So, it would just be so nice to fucking drop them to four and eight and basically take them out of that conversation altogether and just be like, you scum of the earth, you do not even deserve to be in playoff consideration or talks, so shut the fuck up. Um, so that would be great, too. Yes,
0: that that would be very nice. So, yeah, a lot to, lot to think about this week. I'm just, I'm enjoying Victory Monday right now. Yes, sir. So, tomorrow, mindset changes.
1: It's on to the Raider week, so. That's right. Well, man, anything else you want to add in there? Or... Be no, good. I
0: think I got most of what I wanted to get off my chest. Off my chest. Um, not happy. I mean, ha- obviously happy with the win yesterday, but you know, I was. Cardinals are a bad team that we should have beat by a lot more. I listened to Popper last night and read his article earlier today, and we we deserve to be blowing teams out like that, and that just hasn't come to fruition. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck it. Win is a win. So. And hey,
1: we scored a touchdown in the second half. That was exciting. Yay! We scored and a two point conversion. So whatever yeah. that's worth, we found the end zone twice in the second half. So baby steps. I guess, man. So, but no, I, that's everything I got. So good stuff, man. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just end it with, yeah, you know, uh, ugly win, but it's a W. Puts us back in the win column, um, and. In a, in a very favor, favorable chance to make the playoffs, considering the Jets and, and the Patriots and the paths um, that all three of those teams have have left to get to the postseason. So, um, who'd have thought the AFC East would would really be what everyone thought the AFC West was going to be?
0: Okay. Crazy, crazy, crazy though. season, man. And the um, NFC
1: East, by the way. So yeah, crazy, but yeah, really, both, yeah. The West and the well, the NFC and AFC West are kind of one man races right now. But yeah, man, uh, it's been crazy. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll jump into the Raiders preview here on Friday. That's all I got for this episode. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. At Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and the bolts. Bolt up.